He was the person who most embodied what it means to love. To be loved. Truly loved. Why this is so important, please forgive me, but you ask what good it could do in the po poets, the writers, or what our art could do. I cannot think of anything more necessary, especially at a time like this, especially now. I cried throughout the whole movie. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Was that good? Jeez. Um, and I think like most movies based, and I say based because it's based on a true story, I like to find out what really happened um, and how that compares to the movie. And then I always question why. I mean, I understand why some movies don't go exactly by what happens. There's just no time. It may not be as dramatic because even those who live exciting lives, one would think there are a lot more quote-unquote boring moments in our lives than they are exciting moments. And you can't have a two-hour movie of, I don't know, someone just having breakfast and going about their day without anything typically exciting. Typically exciting, that's a funny phrase, but not having anything really exciting happening. So I understand why. Um, I do think, though, with the extraordinary moments, why not have that match what really happens? And Tolkien does that, I think, on some, some occasions. On other occasions, it doesn't. So I'm going to go through. But overall, I mean, overall, the, the movie was fantastic. I love the, the imagery. I love how, at least in the movie, it, it showed where Tolkien's uh, inspirations came from. Again, some of them may not, some of them will be accurate, some of them won't, uh, or unsure. And just to see how just an extraordinary man, like a legend whose work is obviously still read and now watched and I'm sure listened to, and, and, and it's gonna go on and on and on how the characters and stories he has created, you know, especially the, the Lord of the Rings saga has just stayed with us and probably will stay with us for a really, really long time. And just, um, all the artists that, um, Tolkien has influenced as well has stayed with us. And, um, I started the podcast with my favorite quote from the movie about art and the purpose of it and, and, and why it's there. And it's certainly relevant to what's going on now with the pandemic where, Hopefully most of us are in their houses, quarantined, not going out in order to stop the spread. Hopefully most of us are doing that. And how important art is because we're in the house. So, you know, it's a good way to pass the time. It's a good way to keep us entertained. It's a good way to keep our minds off the hell that's going on right now. It's uh, a good way to help us feel. Like I said, I was crying throughout the whole movie, and it's good. It's good to cry. You know, I sometimes hold things in. But the movie, you know, helps me with that. And um, and that's the, the, the real importance of art, I think. Helping us feel. And helping us navigate uh, the human condition. 
you know, why people do the things they do and, and, and do it in such a context where someone can digest it easier and, and understand it easier. It, it certainly helps me and, and movies inspire me to find out new things. Like, I, I like Tolkien. You know, I, I liked the Lord of the Rings movies. I, I remember as a kid watching um, the Hobbit cartoon, you know, in the Return of the King. It's the end of the ring, but Return of the King. I watched all that. Um, I never read the the... Lord of the Rings books. I, I tried. I really couldn't get into it. I think by then I was reading Game of Thrones, and I found at least Game of Thrones compared to The Hobbit, um, I guess was much more nuanced. At least compared to The Hobbit, and you know, and, and I enjoyed The Hobbit, uh, and I enjoyed all of the the movies as well. Um, some more than others. Um, but back to um, you know how it makes us feel. And how it and how it helps us to feel that that um, that's undeniable and and watching the Tolkien movie inspired me to find out more things. Find out more things about Tolkien himself. I didn't really know anything about him or that much about him. So comparing so movies like this inspire me to you know compare his his actual life and, and gets gets me interested in his actual life got me interested in reading in the Battle of the Somme, where um, I knew it was World War One and I knew it was trench warfare, but I got a little more detail into the Battle of the Somme. And, you know, the, the show on Netflix, Peaky Blinders, did the same thing because the main character in Peaky Blinders was, was at the Battle of the Somme, just a brutal battle that showed, like, the uselessness of, uh, of trench warfare. So, um, but, so let's... Let's. I. <laughs> you can join me. I will go to Time Magazine, time.com. So after the movie was released, they kind of, they started, they wrote about the true story. It's called The True Story Behind the Movie Tolkien. And I think it's pronounced Tolkien. Um, I'm used to saying Tolkien. So it's from, uh, you can get it at time.com. And that's the headline, The True Story Behind the Movie Tolkien. And it's uh, May updated May sixteenth, two thousand nineteen, which is another world right now. Back in two thousand nineteen. Oh my God! What was I doing in two thousand nineteen? Ooh! Wow! Jeez, Louise! I think I was um, I was just ending my. Second semester at grad school and getting ready to start a new job it seems like a trillion years ago. So anyway, I like. I'm happy to say that I'm graduated from grad school and 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 I'm working uh, and I'm working another job. Let's get to some of the things in this Time article that that stood out to me. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because some of it didn't. But did, did Tolkien form a literary society while in school? Yeah. The TCBS, the Tea Club Barovian Society, which was the name was taken from the, the Barrow stores where, where they all hung out. And it, his group of friends were, you know, the inspiration um, for the for the fellowship. Um which that's really cool. You know, I, I would imagine I'm not a writer, but I would imagine the best writers take from what they know or are inspired by who they know and what they've experienced. And they, 
they make it into a more, you know, in Tolkien's case, fantasy-related thing. Um, his relationship with Edith Bratt was pretty close. Um, fighting in World War One, um, the uh, at the the scene where is it, what were Tolkien's experiences fighting in World War One and the Battle of the Somme? Um, this what Tolkien went through as far as hallucinating the dragons, you know, from the. German soldiers with the flamethrowers and hallucinating, trying to find his friend Jeff. They said that is that was um, fictionalized, but he did lose two friends um, in the Battle of the Somme, and he was um, and he got sick from trench fever and had trench foot. Got sent back to England, and he was just he was in the battle. He was in the Somme for four months. So imagine being there for four months in just that hell. And um, sent back to England to recover, and he just couldn't recover completely, so he, he was able to, uh, to stay home. Uh, he, he did rekindle his relationship with Edith, and they stayed married until they both died. They died about two years apart, and they had such a, a love for each other. So I think their love um, was uh, portrayed beautifully in the movie and apparently accurately as well because of just um how they felt for each other um so uh, but but uh unlike real life um it says by the time tolkien was fighting in the battle of the Somme, uh he and brat were already married so i i guess for dramatic effect oh let's not have them married and when he comes home from war, that's when they're together. But she was really engaged to another person. And, you know, when he professed his love to her, you know, she's like, oh, my God. You know, they, it, it, you know it, they, they seize that moment of uh, Helheimer. And they, um, they uh, obviously were together for the rest of their lives. Um, so there, there was another scene... At the end, and I don't understand why this wasn't in the movie because it the real life story is better than what happened in the movie. So in the movie, Tolkien's he's you know he's, I think he's sitting at his desk and he's starting to write the Hobbit, and he he writes that line um, uh, in a hole in the ground there lived a Hobbit, and in the movie it shows him writing and he kind of blanks and says Hobbit, and he writes it. I'm like oh okay, cool. But the real-life story is so much better. So this was an interview that Tolkien himself gave to the BBC in 1968. And he says, I remember picking up a paper and nearly gave it an extra mark. Um, or extra five marks, actually, because one page on this particular paper was left blank. So, you know, mark meaning, I'm assuming, marking it wrong. And he said, glorious, nothing to read. So Tolkien, having a sense of humor, he, he said, so I scribbled on it, on the blank. So I scribbled on it. I can't think why. That's interesting. I can't think why. But he scribbled, in a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. So I, I, I read somewhere else, he, he said he, you know, maybe he should have given the student credit for that because it kind of inspired him to write, you know, that line from, you know, one of his most well-known, one of his most well-known books. And some of the other characters, at least in the movie, that leads me to believe, um, and and I couldn't, and, and maybe I couldn't find anything that Tolkien said about um, uh, 
Professor Joseph Wright, the philology professor. But at least in the movie, there was definitely a Gandalf vibe going on. So maybe if the movie was a little longer, they could have explored that relationship because he, it was like just I thought they were going to go more into that relationship. Um, Gandalf being you know the mentor, the, the brilliant wizard that will guide our hero through, you know, um, and lets the hero, you know, go on his way onto the journey. So they kind of touch that because just when they were starting to get to know each other, that's when war broke out. So Tolkien had to, to go off to fight the war, um, at least in the movie. Um, and then um, the very, very minor character, but, you know, when you're watching the movie, you kind of, you know, your ears prick and go, oh, what, huh? So... Um, now I just I just learned about this um, reading about World War One inspired by watching this movie, but apparently there were people called Batman, and not Bruce Wayne, but uh, in World War One they were uh, I guess assistants to lieutenants, and um, and in the movie Tolkien's Batman Bat- Batman was named uh, Sam, so I'm going whoa like watching this going is that where he got the name sam from like oh my god that's like really you know hitting you over the head um apparently though in in real life and this is taken from john garth who uh is tolkien's um biographer writes on his website that there was a letter written to a fan and it's cool because like there's a a scan of the letter on the website and you see like Tolkien's handwriting, which is like very cool, almost otherworldly handwriting, probably written like, with a fountain pen. Um, much different than I think anyone's handwriting really these days for those who still write with a pen. Um, apparently he wrote a letter to a fan named H. Cotton Minch- Minchin and the letter went up for auction. And um, in that letter, he wrote, My Samwise is indeed uh, largely a reflection of the English soldier, of the privates and batmen I knew in the 1914 war and recognized as so far superior to myself. And it goes on to explain a batman was a soldier um, who was tasked with looking after an officer's kit cooking and cleaning as well as being required to fight so um so you can see how this inspired sam because not only did sam fight but yeah you know making the potatoes and and looking after uh being a caregiver to frodo you know all the way to the end and then i also read how a, a, a critique of this movie was that tolkien was very much influenced by christianity um and I, you know, I didn't notice anything regarding Christianity aside from the little symbolism. But I would think if you're gonna, if if Christianity was that important to Tolkien, um, I would think that you ought to have not any subtle references, but somewhere in the movie how it guided him, whether in his life or whether in his work, and at least something that 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 could have been, um, that could have really been detailed based on, on that importance. So, um, but again, you know, had I not looked into, uh, you know, the, the real life versus the movie, 
I never, ever, ever would have known that. I only known that knew that from from reading. So, um, so yeah. So I don't I don't see why if people want to watch the movie to to get something about who Tolkien was, why that wouldn't be included now. If the movie can inspire someone to look more into Tolkien, then they would find out. But, you know, maybe find out from the movie itself. But again, um, movies like this, uh, the, the biopics or biopics, I'll say biopic, tomato, tomato. Actually, I think it's, I think it's, um, uh, I don't even know what it is. But um, I, I will say that that movies aren't necessarily a source um, of of accuracy, you know, based on is the most important thing, based on. Um, if you want to know something accurate about somebody, hopefully there's a good book, biography, autobiography, because sometimes the autobiography may leave some stuff out that the biography can pick up, and then you want to fact-check the biography. Um, same thing with these, with these movies that are produced by the artists themselves. Um, I, I enjoy them. However, I'm a little leery because there might be some things that that they want to leave out, even though they have some salacious stuff in there. There are some things that, you know, they may be ashamed of themselves putting out. And if you want a fuller picture of someone, that's why going through different sources, uh, credible sources, mind you, is a good way to go. And that's and I and I think there's probably going to be contention with the actual person and that person's family, if that person's dead, what's the truth, what isn't, what's the evidence, what's going on. So there's probably always going to be something to keep the person's name out there in a positive light versus what's really happened and then trying to piece all that together, um, I think is very important. And why not let a movie, a great movie, a great movie such as Tolkien, at least helps spark it. It's not saying that it's um, it's uh, a source of fact. It is a dramatization of a, a very real person's life um, and quite the extraordinary figure in in literature. Who, like I said at the beginning, still still read today. Legend, 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 legend. So, um, yeah. So I think that's it. So, um, you can find me on, where can you find me? You can find me on Twitter at MMAM Podcast. You can find me on Facebook at MMAM Podcast. And you can email me at MMAMPodcast.com. And as always, um, and I'm going to say this, I'll probably say this at the end of every podcast, even when this awful pandemic, as opposed to the good pandemic, right? <laughs> as opposed to when, when this pandemic's over, I'm still going to be saying it. Please, please, please get your news from credible sources. Do not get it from, unless the podcast is from a credible source like the BBC, like NPR, like New York Times, like Washington Post, if it's a podcast from them. Chances are it's going to be accurate, and if they make a mistake, they're going to correct it. You know, read a newspaper or subscribe to the newspaper and read it on your phone or on your tablet if you don't like the hard copy. But for God's sake, and I'm an atheist, and I'm saying for God's sake, do not get your news from a YouTube page 
or from a podcaster who thinks they're smarter than they are and are not a source of news. They are not a source of news. And I'm leaving this blank because I'm sure you know of podcasters and YouTubers and influencers who do this kind of thing. And if you don't, please investigate the accuracy of their reports from a credible source. It's was important before the pandemic. It is important now more than ever. It could very well save your life, and I don't want you to die. Okay? Okay. So you take care, everyone, and um, you'll be hearing from me soon, hopefully. (laughs) All right. Bye.